Welcome to The Pipeline, all things CICD and DevOps, podcast by the CD Foundation. I am your host, Jacqueline Salinas, Director of Ecosystem and Community Development. And in episode 10 of The Pipeline, we have from continuous integration to continuous updates, a DevOps journey of 20 plus years with guest speaker Baruch Sadugurski, Joining us from JFrog, Baruch is head of DevOps advocacy and a developer advocate at JFrog. His passion is speaking about technology. Well, speaking in general, but doing it about technology makes him look smart. And 19 years of high-tech experience sure helps. When he's not on stage or on a plane to get there, he learns about technology, people, and how they work, or more precisely, don't work together. He is a co-author of the Liquid Software Book, a CNCF ambassador, and a passionate conference speaker on DevOps, DevSecOps, digital transformation, containers, and cloud native, artifact management, and other topics, and is a regular at the industry's most prestigious events, including KubeCon, DockerCon, DevOps, DevOps Days, OSCON, QCon, Java One, and many others. You can see more about his talks on jfrog.com backslash show notes. Now, in this episode, we are going to be discussing continuous updates, a concept that is introduced in the Liquid Software book by Fred Simon, Yov Landman, and Baruch Sagdurski. It is a logical next step in all things continuous, as Baruch will explain. Tune in to hear the head of DevOps advocacy in, at JFrog talk about this. But before we jump into that, I'd like to invite Baruch to tell us his story in our favorite segment, My DevOps Journey. Welcome, Baruch. Thank you very much, Zach, and thank you for having me. And I'm glad to be one of the, the first in this uh, in this podcast. I'm sure it will be a big hit, and being there early is really, really nice. So I can brag about it like a couple of years ago. I was on episode <laughs> 10, by the way. What do you know, people? Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming on. Uh, I know you, you, you have a very busy schedule. So. so yeah, tell us about how you got started in DevOps and what that journey has been like for you. Yeah, so my journey in DevOps is is tightly coupled with with JFrog's journey in DevOps uh, since I was working with with um, in JFrog from very very early very early stages, and I kind of lived with them through with the company through the transformation from being a developer to um, a developer oriented tool. A, to being in DevOps and uh, actually participating in like broader broader view, and uh, just to for for the folks to understand what I'm talking about, um, JFrog started with. Um, after we developed an open source version of Artifactory that was back then a Java Java dependency management repository. So the, the idea was that if you are a Java developer and you use this new, back then the new tool that's called Maven 2, you need some place to cache your dependencies because Maven Central wasn't very stable back then and deploy the artifacts that you produce. So this is how um, this is how it got started, and uh, that was like a purely de- developer story from developers to developers for developers, and um, a, a 
some years later, somewhere in um, probably like seven years ago, we, we started to see that, you know what, not only Java developers have uh, an artifacts, and not only that, is that artifacts and binaries become the, the, the more important part of the story than almost anything else. And this is where we kind of uh, decided that we need to uh, look broader and see how our tools can help the entire company in their journey of releasing software. And, and that was at the same time when the term DevOps kind of got a little bit bigger and, and uh, more people heard about it. And it all aligned together. And, and today, uh, while still some development teams are using our, our tools and especially the, the, the free and the entry level, uh, we see the major, uh, um, the, the major adoption uh, uh, and, and the, the biggest gains uh, when, when, we do, when uh, the tools are deployed through the entire organization, kind of a DevOps perspective, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily development. So, um, yeah, this is our, this is our DevOps story from development to DevOps and from being something that is used by developers to being something that is used by the entire organization. And this is what DevOps is about, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Now let's pivot into the meat of today's topic, which is from continuous integration to continuous updates, a DevOps journey of 20 plus years. And so in this episode, we're going to be discussing continuous updates, a concept that was introduced in the Liquid Software book by Fred Simon, Joav Landmund, and you, Baruch. So tell us about this. Uh, What kind of incited you guys to write this book? Yeah, absolutely. So this is exactly where where that's another journey, right? And it's and it's part of the same journey, uh, because um, uh, well, continuous integration been with us for twenty years since Agile, and uh, um, this is how it's all it's all started. And again, continuous integration, um, one might argue, is is a developer story. It is about how developers. Um, integrate their work with each other. And when we go above the developer level, when we talk about the entire organization, uh, then we kind of abstract to the next level. And the next level is, okay, how do we deliver software, not just integrate between developers, but actually deliver software to the, to the customers. And this is where um, this is where the develop uh, the, the continuous delivery come into uh, come into play, and this is a, a DevOps story. Uh, but uh, more so, the, the the concept of continuous updates actually takes it takes it to the next level of abstraction, if you if you wish. And uh, now we go from okay, we are delivering some software to some customers, but continuous updates is about updating the software that our customers and users and devices uh, are already running and how we updating those continuously so we will have more secure environment and we also will have um, better value continuously streaming from the vendor to the end user 
whoever those end users um, end users are. Does it make sense? Yes, that makes sense. So um, would you agree these are the biggest differences between continuous updates and continuous delivery and continuous deployment? Yeah, so that's that's a good question that we, we've asked a lot. Uh, so uh, in the end of the day, delivery is delivery. And it doesn't matter if it's an update or it's an app or why do you why do you even distinguish between updates and, and delivery? And isn't like update is a subset of delivery. Well, this is true to, to an extent. In the end of the day, yes, the operation is we take code, from that was developed by our organization and deliver it to the end users. But I think the idea of continuous updates come to um, uh, uh, pinpoint two particular differences between any delivery or any deployment and, and updates. And this is first that in the end of the day, the distribution can come in various forms. It can be distribution to our cloud servers like, you know, like Kubernetes and whatever cloud native that we want. And this is kind of the classic uh, continuous, uh, continuous delivery and continuous deployment, if you wish. But that's not all of it. We have internal distribution for um, users inside our organization, and it has some uh, different aspects. And more importantly, and it's getting more and more importance, um, is deployment to the edge, uh, to the edge users. And those edge users uh, are not only um, the edge computing, which is also like a very, I would say, the next frontier. And um, as you obviously know, there is a Linux Foundation, um, foundation, Linux Foundation Foundation, <laughs> which is called the Linux um, Foundation Edge, and that's yes. kind of a sub foundation like a CDF, but for edge computing because. It, it looks like it's the it's the next big thing, so it might very well be. Um, and but. And this is a lot of where those continuous updates are are pointed, but not only that. We're talking about edges also like in, um, for example, the infrastructure that the companies have in their, um, inside their organization, but in different locations. Think about, uh, for example, Capital One. They say, we want to put more computing power in the in our ages and in their their case is the, the the branches and from that be able to provide better service to the people uh, that come there so uh, um, it's it's kind of a the opposite direction of going to the cloud and getting rid of your own hardware mm-hmm. but it's also different because now you don't have your own servers but you definitely have your own edges and updating those edges is a part of the continuous update uh, vision. Okay. So, yeah. So let's, let's back up again, talk a little bit more about the edge. Um, Why such an emphasis on the edge and how does it differ from cloud computing deployments? Yeah. So, but but the edge is different and, and it's different because it's, it's something that sits between the, classic data center that is now in the cloud and we kind of know how to how to deal with it 
And it's also not, okay, those are the end devices, the IoT, this is not my domain, I don't care about, which is kind of true, right? I mean, the majority of the, if you wish, um, uh, server-side development organizations, uh, they, don't, uh, they don't really care about, uh, about, at the moment at least, about IoT and the real edge devices, right? Whatever they update, uh, like certain sensors and I don't know what. But uh, there is this middle tier, which are the edge servers, mm-hmm. which feel like servers, and it means that it's something that we need to care about, but also not something that we know how to deal with because it's different from the normal infrastructure that we know how to deal with, um, considering that we got rid of all the servers, migrated everything to the cloud, and now it's kind of serverless, either it's like Kubernetes and the pods, or true serverless with lambdas and functions, suddenly we're saying, hey, we have hardware again, and but the purpose is different, so we need to learn how to how to use it. And one of the big differences is, for example, that the whole GitOps um, idea that, hey, we can drive everything by sources because we know exactly the path from our sources to our cloud, it suddenly breaks because the communication between what we do, between our organization, between our development centers and where our organization produces uh, the services and the edge, the edge servers that we, we are discussing, it's, it's entirely if you wish, a communication by binary files, by artifacts, we send there something that has to be updated and run there. It won't be built there. We distribute bundles of artifacts. So it's it's familiar, but it's different. And that makes it much more dangerous than if it was was like completely new and different domain like IoT. Because if it's familiar, it forces us or it invites us to use the same methodologies that we are used to, but it's different enough. So those methodologies won't work exactly. And we need, um, we need other approaches. Understood. Thank you. We also have another term that popped up, which is bin ops is so what, what is bin ops? And can you tell can you tell us a little bit more and how that also yeah. plays? Yeah, yeah. So, so I mentioned I mentioned switching from GitOps to BinOps and what is BinOps and and frankly, I'm pretty annoyed with those terms. And I'm annoyed with them because they sound like the same terms as 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 DevOps or DevSecOps, but actually they have completely different semantics. When we talk about DevOps. Dev and ops are two parts that we bring together in the same culture, right? Uh, but on the uh, when we talk about GitOps or BinOps, we actually mean operations by Git or operations by binaries. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty annoying that we use the same construct to produce completely different semantics, but I guess it is what it is. There is um, a lot of marketing folks to blame for, for, for those. Those uh, are my people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jackie. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, we need to very clear separation here. When we talk about chat ops, git ops, bin ops, what we mean is, okay, operations that dri- driven by a certain domain. So chat ops is you get notifications in Slack and then you can react in Slack and stuff happens. This is chat ops. Git ops is a similar idea. Well, you can operate from your usually GitHub and usually from issues and pull requests, right? So you can write commands. You have some kind of bots and you can write commands inside your Git issues, and then stuff happens. And this is obviously important and nice, but it breaks at exactly the same point when we mentioned earlier. It breaks when we stop dealing with sources. And if we look at our pipeline, all three parts of it, which is sourcing the third-party libraries that we need, and then develop whatever we want to do and then build and distribute, the majority of the pipeline, the build part that that ends when you actually compiled your or or created the artifacts, it doesn't necessarily have to be compiling, but creating the artifacts, this is where the sources stop. Everything else after it, the entire pipeline of promotion through quality gates, and then the biggest part of the distribution that we spoke about, it has nothing to do with sources. It actually has to do with the binaries. And this is where um, we uh, start, stop doing GitOps and start doing BinOps and actually going with the binaries all the way to production, updating our runtimes through continuous update. Understood. Thank you. So, Baruch, all of the authors of the book are JFrog folks. How, what is JFrog doing in this space? What kind of tooling um, is, is making Liquid Software a reality? Um, and also, what kind of tools are we going to need uh, as an industry to be able to continuously update the edge? Yeah, so the the observation obviously uh, obviously correct. The, the, all the authors of the book are from from JFrog because um, first of all the term continuous updates and the liquid software vision in which we kind of talk about how the software uh, flows from um, uh, from source to target from development to the end users is kind of. Uh, that's the liquid, and both our concepts uh, are um, come from from JFrog, from uh, um, Fred Simon, one of our co-founders. Uh, but um, and and obviously we as JFrog um, are driving the adoption of continuous updates and liquid software that we describe in the book through the software that we do in JFrog. So, for example, the JFrog platform um, that uh, soon to be released actually for free for everybody to use in the cloud um, is, is, is exactly about that. And we have there all three, sor- all three stages of 
source, develop, and distribute are actually implemented in Jeffrey platform. Jeffrey platform, you can source for third-party um, uh, dependencies or ingredients that you need, um, and make sure that they are cached and managed in Jeffrey Artifactory, and uh, they are secure and um, allowed for usage using X-ray vulnerability and license compliance scan, and then you develop. Um, with JFrog pipelines, when you, when you, it's a tool for continuous integration and continuous delivery, in which you actually build something and then promote it through the uh, through those quality gates, and in the end of the day, it's ready for distribution. And then uh, JFrog distribution is the one who are in charge of the three steps of distribution that we spoke about. So um, for us, Jeffrey Platform is the implementation of continuous updates tooling, but obviously the concept itself it's, it's not limited to, you don't have to use JFrog to do continuous updates. You don't have to use JFrog to do liquid software. It's just a reference implementation, if you wish. Got it. Well, Baruch, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a fabulous time learning about con from continuous integration to continuous updates. Um, and I can't wait to have you again as a guest. Thank you very much, Jackie. It was great um, to be here. And for sure, that's not the last time. You're just getting started. I have a lot of stuff to talk about. So definitely to be continued. Awesome. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Have okay. a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.